3: the money that's what i always say you always follow yeah yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and paulie howard on VCN.
4: top of the morning to you thanks for checking out the show we are live in downtown las vegas from the circa resort and casino mitch moss along with paulie howard we'll talk college football to begin this hour coming up in a minute but it is early paulie and baseball teams tend to change their minds once in a while when it comes to the starting pitchers Five minutes ago, we were talking about the Mets game today with Senga going and the Dodgers game today with Lynn. Well, neither guy are now. They're, they're both unlisted. So we have other yes. starters going in those games.
5: Reyes for the Mets. I was looking at the sheet, not the app. Uh, but Dunning's $1. fifty now. And uh, it's a different starter for the Mets, as you mentioned, Nolan. Yep. So there you go there with a couple changes. All right. We welcome in Tim yeah. Murray,
4: host here on v his show is called V-SIM Primetime, weeknights at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, and also the College Football Betting co- uh, co- Podcast. Tim, thanks for the time today. Uh, you love yourself some college football. Let's begin with the Buckeyes. All right. And uh, the announcement here this week that we had as uh, Ryan Day elected to go with Kyle McCord as a starting quarterback. What would you make of that move?
3: Yeah, we were talking a little bit at of Off Air, uh, Mitch, and you know I, I tended to agree because the assumption all summer long was that it would just be Kyle McCord, and and that's the way they would roll. And then Devin Brown just kind of kept hanging around, mm-hmm. lurking around, and ultimately it is Kyle McCord. But, yeah, it's one of those things, and I don't know if I want to put too much stock in it. Um, I was saying this yesterday with uh, Adam Burke when we were recording the podcast, which is, you know, the last time is that will be the first time that you know Ryan Day's had a bad quarterback uh, to deal with. So I think ultimately Kyle McCord will be pretty darn good. But you know, unlike Michigan, who doesn't really play a a, a like minded or similar opponent until November, guys, when they play uh, Penn State in the middle of the month in November, you know Ohio State in a couple of weeks has got to go on the road to South Bend, and you know we saw Notre Dame is is certainly capable with. Uh, You know, the best quarterback they've had in in quite some time with Sam Hartman. Um, Notre Dame does have some really good cornerbacks. Are they good enough to slow down Ohio State's elite wide receivers? I don't know if that is, uh, I don't know if anyone could do that. But yeah, I mean, Kyle McCord, we will find out if he's the guy or if they're going to, you know, play a couple quarterbacks. Obviously, they have, you know, a couple manageable games. I know you guys just uh, flashed up the uh schedule there for the Buckeyes but you know unlike Michigan and unlike USC they have to they have to figure things out pretty quickly here with that road trip to Notre Dame coming up in uh, in the middle of September
5: what was your takeaway from that game awful Navy or watch out for Hartman and the Irish could be a contender
3: a little bit of both Pauly Um, you know I, I think you know look at real quickly on Navy I mean this has kind of been their MO the last four years you think about the COVID season. Uh, when they played BYU, they lost 55-3 to to open up the year. The following year, they played Marshall, lost 49-7, to and then last year lost to an FCS opponent to open up the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a changeover there with Brian Newberry stepping in uh, as the new head coach. Um, we're going to see some unique wrinkles there from Navy offensively. Uh, even Al Golden said yesterday, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, when he met with the media, that uh, he was surprised by a bunch of the, the sets that Navy was putting out there. So I think Navy is not as bad as what we saw. And uh I think they still have a chance. Uh their win total is around six uh in town. I think they have a chance to make a bowl game. I don't think they're gonna be two and ten or anything like that. But as for the Irish, Paulie, I you know, I do think this is a team that is hopefully, you know, as a, as a Notre Dame fan, and I don't hide it, you know, over my shoulders, a, a panoramic picture of, of Notre Dame stadium, you know, from 1998. So uh, I think with the uh, addition of Sam Hartman, hopefully Notre Dame can avoid losing the uh, the so-called layups, you know, everyone brings up the Marshall and Stanford game last year and rightfully so uh, they look buttoned up. I thought they were, they were on top of things. Um, I want to continue to see them improve and, and, uh, you know, the wide receivers getting open against Navy is one thing. Getting open against Ohio State, getting open against Clemson, you know, is is another thing. But Sam Hartman's the real deal. Uh, he is, uh, you know, I know, Paul, you were talking about it off air. I, I forget who Pat Forty from Yahoo or SI said uh, best quarterback since what, Joe Montana?
5: Yep. Could be. I, or he said certainly Quinn. But yeah, maybe I even think, Montana. I,
3: I think Quinn for sure. Uh, you know, Quinn was Quinn was in pretty incredible in those oh five, oh six seasons. But uh, you know, last year they didn't have a quarterback. You know, Tyler Buckner went down, they had to go to Drew Pine, and uh, they figured out a way to to get the nine wins, including a bowl victory. Uh this year, you know, uh it th- it really feels like it comes down to those big boys. What will they do but with Ohio State September twenty third, Notre Dame October fourteenth? And then Clemson in early November. So uh, I think this team has a chance to uh, to make some noise. I don't think this is a national championship contending team. Uh, could they make the playoff? It's possible, but I think realistically, my uh, my optimism uh, changed from this team could go eight and four to I think the floor is probably nine and three, ceiling mm-hmm. in that. and range now.
4: All right, fair enough. Tim Murray, our guest here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's talk a little uh, betting philosophy here uh, in the Stanford-Hawaii game coming up on Friday night. Now, at some spots, this did open up at 10. I know, and like every indication is saying bet Hawaii in this game. Seven was out there for a while. Tons of people grabbed that. It's now down to three and a half. So... Like at this point, you just say, I missed the best number. I can't possibly bet it now because that seven is no longer even close to being available. Or is there a chance that that number was so far off that you can still grab north of three with that hook available right now that Hawaii might still be worth a bet?
3: Yeah, this is always a tough thing, right? When we're here at VEASAN, um, you know, what do we do, right? Because, you know, we, we stare at these games all summer long and, yep. and week zero and week one. Uh, these numbers move, man and and the folks that are able to move these numbers have been out there grabbing sides. Um, you know I was on with uh, with Michael Lombardi Saturday morning and uh you know I said, hey, I think you really should look at Hawaii plus seven right now. and knowing that you know, to your point, Mitch, that wasn't the best number that was available. I didn't get the 10. Mm-hmm. I should have I stared at it, but I was, you know, i I just didn't pull the trigger ultimately. I grabbed some seven. But as of where it stands right now, has it has it moved too much? It's moved to touchdown, basically, from the opener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we don't know what we're going to get with Stanford. Um, Stanford's one of the worst uh, power five teams in the country last year, and they lost a lot of those pieces. I think they're going to try to grind this thing out. Uh, E.J. Smith is their most talented player, Emmett Smith's son. Um, but they're, they're missing a lot of pieces. We don't know what they're going to be with Troy Taylor in year number one. But, you know, guys – I I do think depending on where you got in and and Mitch, you and I were talking about this a little bit off air is I think Hawaii's got a chance to win this game outright. So, you know, depending on what your unit size is, maybe you go uh, a quarter of a unit or a half a unit knowing, Hey, I missed the best number, but I want to get involved in this game. I, I do think what I saw from Hawaii on Saturday night when they went to Nashville and and let's be honest. I mean they 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 shot themselves in the foot a little bit yeah. down in Vanderbilt. Gave up yeah. a kickoff touchdown for a turn, multiple red zone uh, uh possessions that went empty and you know, I just I just keep going back to it guys. Uh we were fortunate enough to have Timmy Chang on the show Prime Primetime on Thursday guys and he unsolicited because I didn't want to ask him about point spreads and all of that, he said on his own, hey, we know we're a big underdog to Vanderbilt. We know the win total is only three and a half. Mm -hmm. We're using that as motivation. That team with Braden Traeger looked like they are going to be able to put up some points this year. The run and shoot kind of, not going to say it looked like when Timmy Chang was there, when Mm -hmm. Colt Brennan was there, guys, but it seems like it's coming along. And you know, they were able to move the ball pretty well uh, outside of the run. They couldn't really run the ball at all against Vanderbilt, but I think they're live, no doubt about it. I think that's gonna be an amped up uh you know, smaller stadium as we know. It's a smaller stadium there in Hawaii. But I think there's gonna be a lot of juice there on Friday night. Uh and I, I agree with you, Mitch. I think Hawaii is live. Uh so you know, depending on what you wanna do, if you wanna make it a much smaller bet because the the numbers gone, I that's fair. Uh but I think Hawaii's still got a shot mm-hmm. shot to even cover and win outright against Stanford
5: just about two minutes left I agreed with your tweet that I love the Sunday triple header and I hope they do that every year and I love LSU Florida State there with the night game but a little disappointed with Saturday's schedule uh marquee game is probably Boise Washington but what do you think of North Carolina South Carolina
3: yeah I think this game is so interesting because you know, you, you think back to, uh, you know, Sam Hartman now being the starter for Washington in 2020, you know, he had all these weapons to throw to uh, diami Brown, and then he had you know, Javante Williams and Michael Carter in the backfield. And then if you remember, you know, they opened up 2021 with all this hype and they lost outright at Virginia Tech, which was mm-hmm. kind of a great spot to grab him. A little bit of a different situation, neutral site game here, guys. And South Carolina's lost a little lot of talent from last year's team, too. You know, their their tight end. Stogner went went to Oklahoma. Jaheem Bell uh, kind of, a, um, you know, did a little bit of everything, a little tight end, a little in the backfield. He's at Florida State. So they lost some talent, too. You know, the thing, unfortunately, for for North Carolina, Paulie is, you know, Tez Walker, the transfer from Kent State, looked like he was going to be maybe the main target for Drake may uh, out of the shoot. And uh, he's right now ineligible to play because of this ridiculous second transfer rule uh, because he left Kent state. So yeah, I I don't really, I don't have a play yet on this one. Uh, I would probably lean UNC Mm -hmm. in this spot, but uh, yeah, I'm curious. I think UNC could be a little bit overhyped because of what Drake may is as a talent.
4: Yeah. Do you have a best bet?
3: Uh, two games real quickly. I think humans came on and gave out Colorado state guys. Yeah. I love this Rams team. Uh, so I took the points there. Okay. Another game. I'll try to run through quickly here that I'm real intrigued about. Tulane is at home uh, laying almost a touchdown against South Alabama. South Alabama folks is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, they bring back 18 starters, bring back their quarterback Tulane lost their offensive coordinator, lost their defensive coordinator, lost their special teams coordinator. Michael Pratt is back. They also lost Tajay Spears, who's probably going to contribute for the Tennessee Titans. I think South Alabama's live in this spot. Uh, hopefully, we can get a seven, but I'm going to take the six and a half on a Saturday night game in, uh in Nolens. Uh, I think I think South Alabama's got a chance to uh, to stun Tulane. Awesome spot,
4: Tim. I suggest everybody get your podcast. It's called the Veasan College Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for the time. Good luck this week.
3: All right, fellas, have a good weekend.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest.
3: Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way
6: Last night, wow, winning. Or was it a rough one?
1: Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're
6: a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some.
5: Dogs went 8-7 and yesterday in Major League Baseball. Highlighted by the A's, 2-1. to Well, you know, Kirby got scratched, no Rodriguez. A bunch of guys were out. Sick. Injury-related, what happened. And uh, still, I still think they can win the game, though, because... Luke Weaver of all people hung in there, and it still was. They lost three to one. You know, I missed that transaction when it happened. (laughs) I don't get it either. Can
4: somebody please tell me why? I know. Why would they add him to the team? Uh, uh, To your point about like, is anybody going to go with giolito Yeah, somebody picked up Luke Weaver.
5: Yeah, probably. Like, why did Baltimore acquire that kid from the A's who had an ERA of eight and change? Right. I mean, he got in there again and got roughed up and made it interesting in the ninth inning. Nationals plus one sixty. Again here, you know, the Blue Jays aren't taking advantage of this schedule. Now, I know the Nationals are playing good ball, but they are now three and a half back of Houston. And we got a three-way tie in the AL West, but you're going to be running out of time. Friday's September. They lost two out of three at home to Cleveland, and now it's the rubber game today against the Nats. Guardians plus 145. Cardinals plus 130. Trey Turner to go deep 4-1. to one. Bryce Harper plus 350. Schwarber plus 320. What's he, does he have as many home runs as singles? Is that what I read? It's close. It's very close. He now has 37 home runs. Oh, what a prop that is. That's crazy. Mookie goes deep again. No problem for the Dodgers. 23-4 in August. He was 4-1. to one. Little U.S. Open tennis. Zoo was 5-1. to one And Tig was 6-1. to one. How about the kid for the Bears? Badgett. From Shepard University. They cut Walker. They cut Peterman. He's the backup to Fields. I know... Ibraflu said they're looking at a veteran maybe to add. Yeah. But what a story that is, that the kid from – I've never heard of Shepherd University beat out Walker and Peterson to be the backup behind Fields. That's awesome. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Over the weekend, we had National Dog Day. That's how you do it. Bring them into the casino if you allow it. Put the service vest on them, and this guy – right up to the table he's got the money under his right paw he's got the cocktail in front of him it's a strong looking drink for a small dog like that careful there buddy sure well yeah but hopefully it's just red bull but you'd be concerned it reminds me of pesci hit me again take this one and stick it hit me again right reminds me of
4: uh, austin powers i also like to live dangerously (laughs) (laughs)
2: that
4: was
5: a great (laughs) scene then the look on his face (laughs) allow myself to introduce myself was that the other one too uh, look at the dog with the food here but okay that's just the right amount okay coming in right pour some out pour a little more out i got okay that's good and, uh, you watch what your you weight okay return. yep right. that's awesome that is very good everyone in the pool right Got the retriever hanging out one guy swimming. This other guy doing the doggy pedal. He's got the birds on his back. Everyone wants to get, you got to beat the heat out here, right? Uh-huh. Everywhere it's hot. Going and to the get guy, the tennis balls. Yeah, right, right. I'm surprised you're just ignoring the tennis balls, both of them. But God, I thought he was, was he on the raft to begin with too? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, he was on the raft, jumps off. And then the little, little birdies going for a ride as well. We have, everything's covered here. Yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier lose some with the Padres just this abomination of a season look at this graphic dog days of summer month of August Tatis 213 two home runs 25 strikeouts Soto hitting under 200 four home runs 15 strikeouts Machado hitting 200 four home runs eight a lot of people thought they were the best team in the National League and How did they it won't go even this come... far off the rails? I, I don't understand How? it. I don't understand it. The Nationals are probably going to have a better record. Think about that. Well, that, that
4: comes into, by the way, like the whole ROI in baseball. Yeah, the yeah, right? Nationals, number two in baseball. Say basically the same record. Yeah. But you're getting, on average, a really nice plus price with the Nationals every single day, like today. And yep. you're laying numbers with the Padres
5: that are completely out of whack sometimes. Wow. A couple bad beats. No hitter. Yes, no. Always offered every day at William Hill. No hitter was 20-1. to Cobb, two outs in the ninth inning. Yeah. Of all people, right? He's been terrible. I know it. And uh, the Reds break it up. He almost had the no-no. Happened again. Orioles, White Sox, under nine. It was 1-1 in the seventh. It was 4-1 in the bottom of the eighth. And condolences. I think it was Robert, but a couple people had this. They tweeted it in. They bet the... No, uh, uh, no run scored in the first inning of the Brewer Cub game. Why not steal against Burns? Well, the Cubs won one nothing. Problem was they scored in the bottom of the first. That's brutal. That is a tough one. Our updated NFL Benny guides out tomorrow. Plenty of new picks. I'm on. Uh, I recommended the Chiefs to win the division. Mahomes is twenty-seven and three career against the division. The Chargers are going to have to prove it to me picks from every host football contest strategies team specific preseason analysis if you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks predictions and previews become a visa pro subscriber for as low as 19 dollars to save 50 percent off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long visa.com slash subscribe now this was good Phillies won again they've won seven of eight i fully, watch out i fully expect them to bury the angels today as well it's Detmers against Sanchez. Boy, are they hitting. Oh, the offense has come alive. Bryce Harper went deep again. A very good interview as he was asked about how they're playing and kind of the motivation as well. Good answer. Strange answer. Bryce Harper yesterday after the game.
7: It's funny, I was driving in today and, you know, I'm listening to
4: WIP like I do a lot uh, at 2 o'clock hour. And uh, a guy named Chuck called in and he calls in a lot of slayers. Uh, but I said, uh, you know, he was talking about our team and talking about me and stuff. And um, I walked in the training room and I was like, I'm going to go deep tonight for Chuck. Uh, and that guy had me fired up, man.
5: That's so cool. Chuck calls up every day, and, and Chuck's ripping us, and I'm going to do it for Chuck today, driving and listening now, to the pregame show. Does, does Chuck continue to call in and rip the team in
4: Harper, or is that like the highlight of Chuck's life? Yeah. yeah the fact that he's on call. the air, yeah. right, as a caller to WIP in Philadelphia, Harper happens to be listening and then calls him out after the game. How many guys have ever done that in baseball uh-huh. or in any sport? That's yeah.
5: awesome. Well, I'm sure Chuck was a little disappointed with Harper's power numbers, but again, Harper's yeah. been hurt. But He's probably but certainly could, couldn't hit me too. Well, yeah, they, listen. They, they Paul might O'Neill? be Will you catch your fall ball in a hat or fly ball? They might finish twenty <laughs> games above five hundred. I mean, that's another thing. But it's just the Braves are so damn good. What are you going to do? But uh, you know, they went to this World Series last year. I got another angle there for you though, too, though. All these guys, all these athletes. Oh, I I tune out the noise. I don't pay any attention to. They all do. They all listen to talk radio. They all are on social media, Kevin Durant with burner accounts. And why would you care what some guy in Des Moines thinks of you? But all these guys pay attention. And then also the people around them. And if, they, if they're not aware of it, someone's going to tell them, hey, you know, Chuck said this on uh, WIP. Or, oh, this guy continues to yeah. rip you and he's, he's, he's I, writing I, this. Or did you see what this guy wrote? Did you see what this talk show host said? Don't you really wonder, though, what guys do every
4: single day with their days? Like, what are they doing? Seriously? If they're not paying attention, to well, them, even I, if they are like, are they are they well, like us? Do they go home? Do, do they watch TV shows?
5: Yeah, probably. There's a lot of downtime well, here. They're also uh, worrying about the craft as well. And they're at the ballpark very early. Oh, yeah. They, they show BP up several hours well. before yeah, but, the game. I get but, that. But I'm saying like when they have a, a couple yeah. certainly things have changed. You know, John Kruk is smoking with a lung dart. And, and and the woman comes up to him. That's embarrassing. You you you're a, you're a professional athlete. He goes, No, I'm not. I'm a baseball player. Sure. You know. But uh, I love those stories
4: from like uh, Smoltz, Maddox, and Glavin. They would take turns. They'd look at the schedule uh-huh. and they would plan ahead. And they would one person would be responsible for coming up with the uh, tee times. And they knew that yeah. when, when it was their off day and not pitching, they were a hundred percent gonna like they, if night if like let's say that Maddox and Smoltz um, on a on a six game road trip whatever. Back to back days that they were not going to be pitching, they would be golfing both days. It was automatic that they would be in charge. Somebody has to go get a tee time. Yeah.
5: Then. Yeah. And in every every city's different, but they are just, that's rabid fans in Philadelphia, too. Though. Oh, yeah. So you, they, they're, you know, they'll again, the boo Santa Claus and they'll find something to complain about, even when the team's playing well. So I'll tell you this I don't want any part of them in the playoffs. No, they're going to be that's dangerous. Be, they're I, absolutely going to be dangerous. That is a tremendous Final Four if it happens. If you want, philly atlanta milwaukee the dodgers okay so the the,
4: the angels waved the white flag yeah they pulled their arizona cardinals move yesterday absolutely and they you know the phillies because of it as soon as that happened i think that number moved like 20 25 cents if i'm not mistaken what is their incentive to go out there and play these games the angels Trying to get inside the locker room, trying just to pride. figure out where they're at mentally.
5: That, that just pride. But then again, it's, that hasn't worked out since August 1st. Well, talking about what guys do in
4: their off time, yeah. what do you think these yeah. guys are doing? Yeah. And we just had that story about Matthew Stafford, how he can't relate to young players. They're always on their phone. What do you think? The, the, the players are going to be going out there taking extra BP today? Yeah. Studying film? What do I do when this guy uh, has a 3-1 count?
5: I got to look at his slider. When, no, they're not a young team fighting for spots and maybe a job next year yeah i I would want to back them these guys it's they're planning the the vacation after september no question a full full month of that probably i mean what a debacle oh they blew this
4: we will preview the san francisco 49ers up next with john Lund from kmbr with super bowl expectations will a weak link come back to haunt them
5: This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, ROI, and see who has the hot hand. Pro picks, betting spots, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for only $19 for your first month. VEASAN.com slash subscribe.
4: All right, as we preview one of the highest power-rated teams in the NFL again this year, the San Francisco 49ers, John Lund joins the program, host of Papa and Lund, Ten Tenantel 2 on KMBR 680 in San Francisco. John, thanks for the time as always, man. How, how are you?
7: Oh, we're doing great, man. And it's always great to talk to you guys. You know, college ball coming up, NFL. It's just, man, what a great time of year.
4: Yeah, no kidding. So I've loved this team for four to five years because, I mean, there's a lot to love. Obviously, the, the roster buildup has been phenomenal by uh, Lynch and Shanahan. What, so, in your opinion, like what, searching for like a weak spot or a weakest link, what do you think it is with the team?
7: Well, right now, it's no Nick Bosa. I mean, I'd be a, yeah. I'd be scared, and I thought this thing was going to get done rather quickly. Nick talked about it getting done quickly. It it seemed like it was going to be pretty easy, and now he's not here. And it's not the fact that he's probably not going to get here if I was a betting man, and I am. I would say that Nick Bosa's probably in the building Friday. They're working towards it, where I'm hearing positive things coming out of there. So I, I think Friday, probably Nick will be here. But again, now you're talking about a week. Now you're talking about less snaps against Pittsburgh, regardless. I mean, defensively, let's say they they have 65 snaps and Nick plays 55 of those. Normally he's probably going to play 40. And so then they're, you know, and they don't have a pass rush behind them. Drake Jackson, uh, Cleveland Farrell, who you have in Las Vegas, he's not, you know, he's Mm -hmm. a top pick, but he's not been a big deal. So they don't have depth at that position. And, you know, in 2019 when they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, it was that defensive line D Ford on the other side, two big guys inside and they picked up Javon Hargrave. And so, you know, Eric Armstead's there. So, they have a good defensive line, but Nick Bosa just ties it all together. So until Nick gets here, that's a major problem.
4: Yeah, let me throw two other possibilities at you, John. One, outside of Trent Williams, the O-line, I think, can be a little shaky. I want your thoughts on that. But also, like, the schedule, right? Now, on paper, it's an easy schedule. But the 20 days of uh, rest disadvantage can be huge and go against them.
7: Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's it, it's tough. Uh, and right out of the gate, you know, around here we've kind of watched a lot of Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett had a nice preseason, and we've seen a lot of guys have great preseasons. But you know what? He's got the resume to back it up. He's a former first round pick. You know, that's not going to be an easy game in Pittsburgh right out of the gate. And the division is always tough. Seattle is tough. I know the Arizona's tank. you will see what the Rams are. They got Philadelphia on the schedule. They have a lot of tough schedules, tough games. Plus, they play on all the holidays, which is difficult. I've never seen it before. They play on Christmas, New Year's Eve day. They play on Thanksgiving. So. You know, it's a challenging schedule for them. And then as far as yeah. the offensive line, you're 100% right. The, the offensive line did not look good, especially the depth. Uh, Trent Williams is 35. They have a new right tackle. They let Mike McGlinchey go to the Broncos. That, you know, look, that's a problem. Uh, Colt McKivitz is unproven at right tackle. And inside, they're still young. Aaron Banks is in his second year starting. Spencer Burford, the right guard, is in his second year starting. It's by no means a guarantee. Now, they got a lot of Ferraris behind that. I mean, this is probably the deepest and maybe best as far as all the offensive skill players with Debo and Iuk's going to break out this year. And Christian McCaffrey's got a full year and George Kittle. But Kittle gets hurt sometimes mm-hmm. Why they drafted tight ends. So, look, they've got a ton of skill position players. There's no question. But like you said, it's all done up front. And if they don't look better than they did a lot of the preseason, it is going to be a problem.
5: Are you expecting any regression from Purdy?
7: No, I, I expect him to be better. I mean, there are definitely, you know, for all the accolades he's gotten, Pauly, you know, he, he's, he at times wasn't great in the pocket. He didn't step up in the pocket. He liked to move left as a right-handed quarterback. There are some things that he needs to see. And then he's admitted, too, that he didn't know the total breadth of the offense. I mean, remember, this is a guy that was working third string for half the year, not getting a lot of reps, and he should be better. Now, I know he didn't throw the offseason, but I, I, I tell you, if you didn't know it through training camp, you wouldn't have known he was hurt. I know they're putting him on a bit All of right. a pitch count. But honestly, I expect Brock Purdy to be better with weapons that he knows better. And like I said, I think guys like Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey in for a full year, I think they'll actually be able to open up more of the offense than they were able to last year when he was a rookie and, like I said, half the year getting third-team reps.
5: Very good. Good answer. So let, let's say there are maybe there are some injuries, though. But you saw how they, yeah. they, they took it to Seattle last year, no problem, especially in the playoff game, did whatever they wanted offensively. Even if they go through a couple injuries, is there enough with Seattle or if, that they could pass and and, and, jump and win this division, and the Niners are a wild card?
7: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. But again, it becomes like every team key injuries. But the way that they play, and this is kind of like an old Seattle team, Seattle and the Niners being rivals. For years, they play physical style. Kyle Shanahan's running backs get hurt. Christian McCaffrey at times didn't happen last year, but it's been hurt. Elijah Mitchell, their backup running back's been hurt. Debo Samuels, very physical. He's been hurt. George Kittle, he's been hurt. So and I'm concerned that when Nick Bosa comes back, he'll try to push it too hard too fast. So this is a really top-heavy team. A lot of people think it's the most talented roster, top to bottom Philly. There's a number of teams that probably could say, Hey, wait a minute. It's really talented, but behind its stars. It's very thin, and the and the Niners tend to get hurt.
4: Yeah, good point. Somehow that happens like almost yes. every single year to this yeah. team. John Lund, our guest uh, host on KMBR six eighty in San Francisco. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at John Lund Radio. Are the players still talking about what happened in the NFC title game and how they thought they had a major advantage offensively against the deep backs of the Eagles, or did they get that completely out of their system like in the offseason?
7: Mitch, I just think they were frustrated. I mean, it, a lot of it was right after Debo, of course, hung up on one of the uh, national talk shows because I think they're sick of talking about it. They said what they said, and Brandon Ayuk on the play was like, you know, I was going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of it, even Kyle Shanahan, who usually doesn't go down that road, it was just a lot of frustration because they feel like they just don't know. They didn't know if they, they could beat Philadelphia, and they obviously would have been much more competitive. But, you know, stuff happens, and you got to give the Eagles credit for knocking the quarterbacks out of the game. I mean, that's part of the game. And the play design that knocked it out was a tight end on Hassan Reddick. I mean, that's probably not the best play design offensively that you're going to have. So the Niners have to take some accountability for it. But yeah, I think right after the game, there was a lot of frustration, kind of spilled a little bit into the season. But I think now they're using it as motivation to get back and get back to the to get back to that game and get back and try to
4: win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and going back to how good overall they are on offense. Just like imagine how difficult it is for opposing teams to game plan for this unit when it's like, okay, well, McCaffrey's in the backfield, maybe the best, probably the best running back in football. And then we got to line up against George Kittle, who, what, second, third best tight end in the league. Our, you know, he, when he plays well, he's right there with Kelsey. And then, oh, yeah, we got to somehow figure out a way to slow down Debo Samuel, who's a total freak, and Brandon Ayuk, who is like wildly underrated. I, game planning for this team has to be impossible.
7: Well, and here's the thing too. Debo Samuel last year, by his own admission, I'm not saying that he wasn't in shape. I'm not calling him fat, but he wasn't in shape the year before. What happened was he got all these accolades. You know, he's great. And he's this breakout guy and he gets a big contract. And I think it went to his head and Mm. and he admitted that he wasn't in the kind of shape he needed to be in. He looks totally different. I'm not going to say he looks skinny, but he definitely, you can see that he's lost 15 pounds. He rededicated himself. Brandon Ayuk, all through training camp, and I know it, I know it's just training camp, but he's he's a breakout guy this year. Now, with all the guys on the team, I don't know if you're gonna put him on your fantasy team or whatever, but he's gonna have a great year and he's going into a contract year. And like you said, McCaffrey, not only is he a great running back, but the way that Kyle uses him and will even use him more this year because now he has the total offense from the slot, the type of things they can do every single week, they can just game plan for a team, and Kyle doesn't care. Run it, pass it, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. He's gonna do it. And so they have so much uh, offensive versatility that they're going to be a nightmare every week. And as I said, I think Brock Purdy is going to be better. And his strength is getting rid of it, getting rid of it quickly. He doesn't turn the ball over and he gets it to the mm-hmm. right people at the right time. And that's what Kyle loves. That's why Kyle loves
5: him. Just two minutes, John. Do you think the Lance yeah. criticism is over the top? Because Yes, yeah, certainly it was a swing and miss and it was a disaster. Yeah. But it, they found Purdy. So you have to give them full marks for finding Mr. Irrelevant and the guy taking you in an NFC title game.
7: Yeah, I mean, if that didn't happen, we'd be all over him, and we're all over him to an extent on it anyway. But, I mean, if you look back at that whole thing, I mean, you're coming off a pandemic. The kid played for one year at North Dakota State. You go all the way up to three. It was a massive risk. It was a massive risk, and it just didn't work out. The kid threw 319 passes in college. He he had 262 snaps while he was here. He started two games. He got hurt. He broke a finger against the Raiders. Just a lot of different things went against Trey Lance. Honestly speaking, here's here's the biggest point. If they thought Trey Lance could play and come back and bite them, do you trade him to the Cowboys who you've played and eliminated the last two years in the playoffs? Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know about what they think of Trey Lance. They can say all the nice things they want. They don't think the kid can play or they wouldn't have traded him, not only in the NFC, yeah. but to one of your rivals, the yeah. Cowboys.
4: Good point. Yes. Over or under 10.5 wins?
7: Over. Oh, uh, uh, I'll go over. I think they'll win 11. It's close, though. Yeah, everybody's okay. giving them all these accolades and saying, hey, 12, 13, whatever. I, I think they'll win 11 games because, like I said, I think there's going to be injuries. Nick Bosa is something that bears to be to, to be watched. Yep. And so I, I, I think 11 games. I think they'll be really good in the playoffs. It's just the last two years, this is something to watch. They've gotten off the slow starts, and they've had to recover. That's, been their, that's kind of been their MO the last
4: couple of years. Hey, John, great spot as always, man. Uh, we love talking to you. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that.
7: You too. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate great it. Job.
4: There you go. He's on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, And uh, for those of you in the Bay Area, Papa and Lund, Tenantel2, KMBR680. Also, his podcast is called Unleashed Bay Area. I used to work with John about 10, 12 years ago. Awesome dude. And uh, total pro. And uh, definitely knows his stuff. So great, great great comment on Lance there at the end. Oh, yeah. No kidding. He can't play. Yep. In yep. Pocket Plays coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest.
3: Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way
2: To determine the winner of any given college basketball
0: game,
5: someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll
4: bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to
1: 1.
5: You're right. All right, let's rumble. And this is great. There are nine day games today in Major League Baseball, and I love the card, so uh, be careful out there. Tread lightly but I like the Rays I like the Rays yesterday I bet them I'm coming right back with the Rays these guys will not go away you know it's only $70,000 here uh, the Orioles future ticket and they, I get the Bautista news and I'm trying to get the one seat here and I'm 83 and 49 I can't shake these guys in any event um, I don't trust Lazardo, and they're, they're, they've won 9 of 10 now and Eflin's been solid all year Savalle's so been solid as well and I will trust her. And the Marlins have been awful since the All Star break. So I like the Rays. And the juice is worth the squeeze. John Lund, very good. He's also correct that they always have injuries. Oh yes, and they and do. They, Somehow, just, some way, it happens every year. Yep. Where it's like, would you believe this? So and so. You know. So they're going to have injuries. And we just ran through that schedule. You're, you're playing five teams off a of buy or mini buy week. And it's a brutal schedule and a very good point about they're playing on all the holidays, too. I can't see them getting to 12 wins. And I I think they're right there with the Eagles, no doubt. As the best team in the NFC, maybe more talent than the Eagles. It's a hard call, tough call. But I don't think they can win 12 games with that schedule. It's too difficult. So under 11.5 minus 150 with the 49ers. Also, this has not gone well for me, but I love this market. Dane Dunning to register a win is, is plus 145 and Logan Webb is plus 180 wow. to get the win. I I, I love that because you don't want to lay, if you don't want to lay the $1.60 with either team, you can get plus 180 and plus 145, 150 there on those two pitchers. Yesterday, love this prop as well. It's uh, at faraway places. Ritter to be the first quarterback to lose his job. Non-injury, non-injury, nine to one. Very creative prop, love it. And again, I I thought this move was under the radar too. But again, you know the guys had a couple moments there. Once in a couple wins, Blau was also cut by Arizona. If you have any chance to come in and get us a victory, we have to get rid of you. Right. So I like what Lombardi tweeted as well that they would owe Murray ninety million dollars. I think if he gets hurt this year arizona cardinals wow. most losses plus 250. yes Boy, i mean if the writing has ever been on the wall Absolutely. now at this point of
4: the season with you know eight days before the season actually starts it's probably this arizona cardinals outfit
5: they really threw a wrench in the
4: survivor i echo your sentiments yeah by yeah. the way some of these baseball numbers yeah. are flying across the board as we speak yeah the, the brewers at one spot they're up to a buck 35 now
5: when Holland and a Wrigley? Or is, it, is that what you said, Luke? Or is it... Uh, yeah? Okay, thanks. And Yep, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and and if you,
4: you... By the way, you can play these baseball bets from, you know, going action. You don't have to list the pitchers. Had you done that earlier when we talked about the Rangers-Mets game, you said the Mets were favorite at the time? They were, because yeah, Senga, Senga was listed. Senga. Senga's had a good year. Now yeah. it's Reyes, and now the Rangers are laying as high as buck sixty. Yeah. today so you'd be looking at uh you know a good 60 cents there probably mm-hmm. so you owe me big five thousand dollar bet was
5: it so you know I, I, that's on me i never we, 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 we i didn't say a steak i'll take it to saginaw's twice the deli so that's uh what's
4: a typical bet when you make like a verbal on-air bet or a handshake bet with another person i'm asking the audience here what's a typical bet saginaw's is pricey seven care. to seven dollar nope. delivery charge here when we got breakfast yeah to, to Look, walk at 37 staff feet yet. to us yeah. oh you guys yes. would like a water yeah we're 14 feet away that'll be seven dollars
5: oh as an employee discount
4: 10 percent off uh, we kid because we care um so yeah jonathan colt jonathan taylor on the colts week one plus 250 you know what this says no though paulie this allows the colts that much more time to examine a trade with him yeah. They have another four weeks now if they want to go down that path
5: yeah. and say, okay, phone's open, folks. Let's Seemingly. go. Seemingly. 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 Okay. Uh, good job Good job by Lombardi, though, too. It was, to me, it reeks of the agent leaking stuff to Rappaport and the reporters saying, we're close. Oh, substantial interest. Yeah. Any day now. What? No. That's why. Trying I, to drum up interest. I said this earlier.
4: It's so awesome that Michael Lombardi is on this network. Because he will call things out like that. On Monday, he said that what you're seeing in the media is not what is being talked about within organizations. So, and by the way, that happened earlier today when the, like, if you follow, like, media people on social media and they get a a message from an agent, they tweet it out exactly at the same time. So there will be like four five, six, eight people or whatever that send the tweet out within seconds of each other. And basically that was today. Kareem Hunt's agent sent out a message to a bunch of media uh, people. Four teams have interest in acquiring him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's exactly
5: what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming from one side. I love the guy. I loved Lutz yesterday. The agent for Lutz who was cut by the Saints and picked up by Denver where the agent's like, oh, yo, trust me. The, the best kicker on that team didn't win the job. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, that's a new one. Right.
4: So I do need to tread a little lightly today with the baseball card. It's scary how much I like it, and that is frightening. Uh, I, I bet the Rays... Uh, you know what? I bet it at minus 118. I'll take 120 because that's the universal number right now. You can still not... It's all over, but you can still find plenty of 120s out there. It's higher than that some spots, but I'll take 120, Rays against the Marlins, like you uh, bet, uh, Paulie, as well. And then... I'll do it fading the Angels, kind of having their Cardinals moment yesterday. It's, the season's over. I mean, how many people that they cut. This, by the way, two players that they cut or they waved played last night. We're getting inundated with messages. How'd that happen? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a, yeah. a lingering effect where they can have one more go around. Don't, so the, the rules are a little fuzzy there. But Phillies might I'll do the run line, the way that they're hitting, the oh, form yeah. that the Angels are in, plus 114 is the number that I bet you can find right now. Uh Phillies, that that team is scary again.
5: With the with the playoffs one month away, who's gonna want to play some of these teams? Playoffs are gonna be fantastic. Gonna be fantastic. And I know Deion Sanders always had that line when he worked at NFL Network. The U-Haul is backed up in Anaheim. Right. I mean the 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 Yes, The vacation is planned October 2nd.
4: Yep. And if you missed these bets from yesterday, uh, how I approached fading the Cardinals, some of these are still around. Steelers minus 6.5 against the Cardinals in week 13. Great job by plenty of books, by the way, offering look-ahead numbers the entire year. I bet the Niners minus 6 in week 15 against the Cardinals. That's on the road. I think that number I said yesterday is going to be closer to 13 than 7 come kickoff Cardinals lowest scoring team plus 750 Cardinals last winless team plus 460 and most regular season losses plus 305 there we
5: go with the NFL season eight days away non-stop football action in sight get in on the action DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL new customers can bet five dollars and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff use code follow only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FOLLOW. Get 200 bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days after they're issued. Eligibility restrictions apply And their contest. Survivor. Entry fee. Dollar. $1, Ten dollar. Hundred dollar. One thousand dollar. Entry. Pick'em contest. Five dollars. Fifty. 500, Five hundred. Five thousand. Your big boy. Fifty thousand. Each contestant is required to take one week off during the season. At any week of their choosing giving the user a total of 80 games to pick throughout the season. Get up there and thanks to Johnny Avello with DraftKings earlier today.
4: If I told you right now that we're going to get a rematch of the NFC title game this year. Sign me up, can't wait. But it's in San Francisco? Yeah. You're good Good at that? Yes, okay. absolutely. I would take Eagles 49ers right now. Who would you want in the AFC? Based on my bets, I want Jets and Jacksonville.
5: I have a lot of... Uh,
4: That'll be a pipe dream right there. You want the Chiefs on the road? How about that?
5: Not at home this year. Can I tell you a story? Uh, I am not interested. <laughs> I reached out to Chris Piper. He did. A, he did. He's a, got the Chiefs. We did. it. He was the guy who drafted the Chiefs in the Blackjack tournament, and he's a he's a Niners fan. I go, why don't you just take the Niners? He gave, did. We did a five thousand, seven thousand dollars saver. So okay. it would be yeah. So I, I now I have another future on the Chiefs. I have Chiefs fatigue. I can't stand this organization. But it's like okay, it's like you, right? I'm gonna have to draft Kelsey and Survivor to put up with them. Um, I'm gonna have to. Do you, you know, do you like watching Mahomes play? I love watching Mahomes play, but I just it's. I can understand how people feel about how they felt about New England going back where it was every year. The Patriots were in the Same AFC thing. title game. That's where I'm at with Mahomes now, and you know I like Andy Reid too. Yeah, I love that story. Job interview with the Eagles. He ordered two steaks at dinner. I mean, but uh, I just. Yeah, Watching it, 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 this team ridiculous. play, he's twenty-seven three like, in the division. How are they not going to be in the AFC title game again? I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bills Jets. I would love it, mm-hmm. a, a, some, or Bills somebody, because I feel for the Buffalo you fans. To, I'm, I grew up week, in Minnesota. I yeah. mean, it's got, Buffalo
4: needs to win one of these. Next week, get ready. We're going to do Top Five Tuesday, and it's going to yeah. be the most tortured fan bases in the league, ranking them. To me, number one's a no-brainer. I disagree, but you miss any of the show search follow the money wherever you get your podcast best of luck betting tonight
0: Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever You might know me from the Rachel Zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist and guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States,